Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We were just talking about Van Gogh, the artist, because a big uh, Van Gogh thing is coming through town. Uh, And uh, I read the uh, most uh, recent definitive biography on Van Gogh, and the one takeaway was that I don't care what your artistic abilities are or what your dreams have been, you wouldn't trade places with him for any amount of money. And, uh, And that is so true of so many really successful people. And I think about that a lot as I'm raising my kids. You know, and, and trying to, well, I'm trying to raise my kids. Um, man, you want you want people to have a shot at being happy. Fame, wealth, all that sort of stuff does not equate to happiness at all. Boy, is it, that wrong! It can, I make a tighter a tiger mom look like the fat gal from Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> I mean, I just I drive my I've always driven my kids. Nothing matters but money and fame, kids. Money and fame. They can go together, and sometimes they do. Like Tom Hanks seems to be perfectly happy, for instance. But uh, Van Gogh was a miserable son of a bitch most of his life, and I just did the Miles Davis autobiography. He spent most of his life as a miserable drug addict in a hotel surrounded by whores and garbage. I mean, that's that's not, you know. I'd rather not have the garbage. Hmm. I mean. He was ru- he was running the hose. He was the pimp. Oh, really? Miles Davis. Oh, yeah. He spent a good chunk of his life as a pimp. Really? Running really low-level street-walking hose. Oh, boy. That's a, a little uncharitable there. These gals are doing their best, Jack. <laughs> Sometimes having to hawk his trumpet to have enough money to buy his drugs. Trumpet hawkers. Wow. Wow. That's one of the great musical geniuses of our generation or any other. Right. You know, I've, I've said it before. Genius is just another kind of your brain doesn't work the way everybody else's does. Right. And it usually is accompanied by other things. So it works exceptionally well in this area, not as well in this other area that you also need to be a functioning human being. Yeah. Um, Van Gogh was completely freaking nuts. Yeah. Um. Just amazing. I mean, he walked around most of Europe naked for years. <laughs> Number one, most of Europe's cold. Oh, yeah. He was freezing cold, dirty, long hair. Well, he looked like, uh, you know, like the bums you see on the street now, only naked, because that's what he was. Out of his mind, thinking he was a Jesus character or whatever, he was completely crazy. Wow. Wow. What a whale of a painter. A whale of a painter. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm uh, to continue the riff for a moment. I'm I'm reminded that the brain is not like a steel filing cabinet or a uh, a computer where you click on one app or the other. It's a mass of jelly in your head with a bunch of electronic impulses going back and forth. So it makes sense that if your brain is abnormal, I mean, a lot of like super geniuses, their brains are abnormal. Sure. It, it makes perfect sense that that abnormality is not restricted to that one small aspect of, um, you know, neurological function. Anyway, uh, so uh, I'm an idiot. Uh, one of my main points when we were discussing the Biden press conference and the reaction to it, I've completely forgot. Um, and we'll get to that in a little bit uh, eventually. And we got all sorts of stuff to squeeze into this, the final hour of the week. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Let's try our way. Come a on. New Year. 
Don't you wake up every morning and look at the news and think, oh, this can't be right. This is all crazy. <laughs> gonna throw this phone. Usually I use about, you know, four thirds at the bottom. If a dollar is a hundred cents, hold on. Just forget it. We're living in essentially Calcutta, and we're talking yes. about gender neutral toy aisles. Democrats whine too much, Chuck. <laughs> Just quit being a whiny party. Categorically, that nobody told me, and nobody, nobody said that uh, this was something that was against the rules. That is just ludicrous, isn't it? You are just taking the mickey out of the British people by no, suggesting I, well, that. I, I, look, I... I... Ustedes, antivacunas, bola de imbéciles, ya dejen... There are a set of checks and balances here on China that, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think that I have the moral absolutism to judge China. The sexy, sexy Nordic countries. You got the Aurora Bora Cialis up there. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm happy to take questions. Are you concerned that a real conflagration in Ukraine, if the Russians really go in there? And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion. Was the damage done? And I'm vice president of the United States, and the president and I work closely together, and I know his position because he has been consistent in that regard. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Okay. You woke up this morning and thought one thing I'm going to do today is no. bring down what, Martin Luther King. Are you insane? Do you want another co-host? Do you have somebody else in mind? Well, in my opinion, the biggest thing to me is that the Kings don't have any NBA players on their team. Why are we talking about the Cowboys? And they told me, had I not been vaccinated, I wouldn't be here. That's how bad I was. There's one simple thing you can do to make this whole virus go away. Stop seeing Spider-Man. <laughs> Is it weird that a bat out of hell is what killed Meatloaf? Makes you stop and think, doesn't it? Oh, loving tribute to the loaf there. I, that, nice job, Hanson. Beautiful. Singer Meatloaf died overnight. Uh, some stories are Recently. claiming of uh, COVID complications, but you never know. And early reporting. We got a text, uh, a couple of texts who I brought up earlier. The topic of forgiving student loans is back. Is it? Joe wow. was saying he thinks it's just performative. I think you're probably right. Which reminds me of a podcast I was listening to yesterday and... Uh, this should be better known and more discussed. A few years ago, back, they did away with um, allowing uh, big donors to give lots of money to politicians. We all thought, I thought that was a good move. I thought that was a good idea. Finally, the Koch brothers and uh, who's the other boogeyman for the other side? Uh, George Soros. Soros. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to dictate what the politics are, giving their gazillions of dollars to politicians. 
Mitch McConnell actually at the time said, oh, what's going to happen is, and he was absolutely right. So as, they, as they, they made it a law that you can only give small amounts of money, what all the politicians have now done is, is you've got to go way over the top, appealing to the most active part of your base on both sides, and stay and say and propose outlandish things, and then immediately hit them all with emails, because you've got their names, and ask for a little bit of money. And that's the way you have to raise your money now, because... You know, individual uh, people or corporations can't give the giant sums that they used to. And so what we have gotten out of that is Matt Gates in Florida or, or Nancy Pelosi or whoever saying things that appeal to a very small sliver of America. But that's where you raise your money. So if you want to make money, you go on and say, we've got to do away with student loans. It's just it's it's a horror and you get a chunk of that crowd to donate money, and then you'll be able to stay in office. <laughs> well, and meanwhile, back at the large donors, all you have to do is have your peeps create a political action committee that doesn't uh, coordinate with you at all, or your campaign, absolutely not, there's nothing to see here, and you get the big campaign donations that way. So there's a reason that you got uh, you know, somebody talking about student loan debt, Ted Cruz the, the saying we're going to impeach Joe Biden when we take the House back, just... That kind of politics right now is because we change. We got to go back to the old way. <laughs> we got to go back to the old way. It was better. There's no. There's no getting around it. Outlaw small donations. Freedom well, of speech, my hiney. I, I think they would go away on their own, wouldn't it? If you open, if you if you threw the limits back on off again. Uh, no, no. You think you'd, people would still be appealing to the uh, the small donations? Hundred hmm. percent. Yeah, you'd have two different messages for the two different audiences. Oh boy. Well, there's got to be a way to do get away from this. I mean, it's like uh, General Motors. It had Cadillac for one end of the uh, spectrum, and then uh, Oldsmobile for a different one. I can't remember how they used to rank, and Chevy for the working man. There's a focus group I'd like to see, the, 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 the focus group left or right of people who donate to politicians. I never do. I never have. I don't think I ever will. Um, but there must be people out there who regularly donate, who click on the, on the box on the email and send them five, ten bucks. There must be lots of people to do that. Get all worked up by some appearance on a, on a cable news channel, um, saying they're coming for your guns, or uh, you know, CRT is coming to your school, or which side of it is you're on, and 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 making you seem like the urgency is right now, and you send the five or ten bucks. There must be lots of people who do that. Oh yeah, absolutely, millions and millions and millions. I will state for the record, I have given frequently and enthusiastically to local races that have to do with law enforcement. Generally, I, I probably should, but I don't pay any attention. Yeah, well, you're a bad person. Well, I anyway, am. I am a bad person, no, and when please. it comes to you're that, raising kids, you're busy. No, well, I, I've been saying this now for months. We all have to pay more attention to our local elections. We all have to go. But that's the way. That's the way the country was built on us paying attention to our local elections, and we all got away from it. What he said. The school board would be different if we paid attention to who's on the school board. A lot of schools wouldn't have closed down. Who your district attorney is and not prosecuting crime would be different if, if any of us paid attention to who was running and had any idea. We should pay way more attention to that race than we do the presidential race that so much of the country hangs on every day for like two and a half years. Oh, so true. So true. Well, the progressive lunatics have gone so far in some of those local offices, those school boards, that sort of thing, that now people are paying attention. You know, I hope so. Never. That might be the great thing that comes out of this, is that we go back to paying attention to our local elections. That would be a, a positive that was practically worth all the pain. 
So a follow-up to my follow-up on the Biden press conference, and then I, I started reading the, uh, the macaque monkey story with the, uh, the, the lady macaque who's in charge of the whole tribe. I don't think the point is what the New York Times thinks it is. Okay. They're trying to portray it as kind of a brave moment for monkey women everywhere. <laughs> I don't think that's what's happening. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that story. We will stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Adele has had to cancel her Vegas shows. Why? Stay tuned. Yeah. I know you don't. Disappointing news. I know most of you don't care. Might be some of you are planning to go see her, though. She's a big deal. It's not my cup of tea, but she's a talented songstress, no doubt. I was just saying yesterday, I love the idea of the the Vegas residency. Because you can figure out when's a good time to go, you go. Presuming you can afford it, I realize it's a bit of a spend. But as opposed to your favorite band in the world shows up on a Tuesday night. At the, you know, the, the mega stadium all the way across town and plus you know, tickets I, are expensive and you're sitting half a mile away. Yeah. I've never done it before, but I can see the appeal. So you got a hotel room. You're not driving. You're not parking probably. Right. Mm-hmm. So you just, yeah. you're not doing it, dealing with all that mess. Yeah. Well, so a uh, quick political note, then back to our usual topic on the show. If you're a new listener, we spend a lot of time talking about primates, monkeys, <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> Uh, you know, I just happened to notice the Washington Post. Uh, we we get a list of headlines from the Washington Post and stories and links and stuff like that. Click around, learn what's happening in the world. You remember the uh, news conference the uh, the the octogenarian president held the other day? Do you remember the reaction to it? Not just on this show, but like all shows, on uh, even the cable news. MSNBC was kicking the hell out of him for his various gaffes and such. Here's your headline in the Washington Post from yesterday. Biden shifts tone on GOP, blasting Republicans in news conference. That's the headline? Yeah. Yeah. Blistering attacks, blah, blah, blah. Nothing about the floundering. And then they feature Dana Milbank's column. We've talked to Dana. He's a charming guy. He's very bright, but his brain doesn't work right. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just... He just believes the craziest things. Um, and, uh, oh boy, just... His headline is, As one Joe builds, another Joe destroys. And it's about the evil of Joe Manchin holding the line on the, uh, the wow. filibuster. Okay, so that struck me. Then I look at today's big headline in the WAPO. Oh, I scrolled off of it. Hang on a second. There it is. Uh Biden's first year. They're going to review Biden's first year. Would you like to review it in your mind for a second? Would you like to think about all of the mainstream coverage you've seen in the last several days? Here's their headline. Biden's first year brought a cascade of foreign policy challenges, undermining his goal of projecting calm uh, competence. So it was only the various foreign policy things that upset his calm competence. Mm. What show are they watching? That's just crazy. Anyway, complete transition. 
Uh, I don't know what's happened to the WAPO. It used to be such a great paper. Maybe if you dig into it, they find they, there are more balanced accounts. But so the New York Times, speaking of formerly great uh, journalism, is doing the story on a macaques in Japan. They That's a, a couple- monkey of some sort. Yeah, exactly. It's a very, very bright sort of monkey. Um, not like it, it, it glows, but they're very, very smart. Uh, as the New York Times writes, the Japanese macaque, known for, uh, also known as the snow monkey, is a highly intelligent species, species native to Japan. It's well known for its beet red bottom and huh, affinity for too. soaking in hot springs. Both. So they talk about how there's always a dude at the top of a big troop of sure. monkeys, right? On um, all animals, really. Not really. Not they ants. mentioned bees, hyenas, and elephants live oh. in female led well, societies. Shows you how ignorant I am. There you go. I'd have given you bees and ants, but I didn't know that with elephants and hyenas. And then they go into a great deal of uh, detail about the the rankings that are various macaques, depending on their status and, and the rest of it. And they mention that this uh, Yake, Yake, the monkey, she's the gal who's in charge of everything now and how surprising that is. But then they go into some of the details. Last April, she beat up her own mother to claim the top spot among the females of her troop. According to reserve workers, Yake assaulted three high-ranking males, then came after Nanchu, led the troop for five years. She physically attacked and defeated Nanchu, consequently acquired... This monkey is a psychopath. Yeah. This is a violent psycho monkey with no limits. What we have here is a crazy monkey. Right. This monkey just is bloodthirsty. Yeah. So this isn't a brave story of monkey feminism. This is a psychopath. Yeah, it's like Hannibal Lecter monkey. Right. Run for your lives. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's the thing. Last week, administration officials told reporters that there would be no distinction made between a small incursion into the Russian-speaking part of Ukraine and an all-out invasion of Ukraine. But Biden begged to differ. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having to fight about what to do and not do, etc. You can't tell them that a little bit is okay. (laughs) There's a reason Nancy Reagan's anti-drug campaign wasn't just say no, unless it's your cousin's wedding. A little bump of coke in the bathroom's not going to kill you. YOLO. (laughs) Biden. It's your cousin's wedding. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm watching, I was watching a little MSNBC during the commercial break. They've got a real good panel on there about Russia right now. And, um... I know we're committed to no troops and I don't think I don't think the American people would put up with any any actual soldiers or anything like that but man if he invades invades like rolls into Kiev with tanks and bombs falling from the sky like a full like something we haven't seen for 75 years invasion Boy, how's the world going to react to that? I mean, you you can have a certain attitude, but when you start seeing the videos and what's going on, what what is public reaction going to be for 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 rest of Europe, for the United States? Are we going to do that? Let a democracy get rolled like that by a thug? A democracy that we demanded give up their nuclear weapons? Yeah, that's an uncomfortable part of it. You know, I'm uh, I'm scanning the map of Ukraine. I'm trying to figure out there's uh, where's Crimea right over there. Um. 
Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, if the pooter's just going to try to shave off enough that he's got you know constant easy access to Crimea. I don't know the map that well, you know. Uh, but in answer to your question, uh, the Europeans almost have to take the lead in this. Something they're very bad at. They need to say, "All right, this is too much." Uh, hey, U.S., let's talk. Let's uh, decide what we're going to do, or or not. And if they if they don't get past you know level three on a five scale of concern and upset, well then we've got to say, okay, your neighborhood, your call. Right. Netflix stocks plummet twenty four percent on pace for its worst day in ten years. Bitcoin was down ten percent earlier. I don't know if it bounced back. So there's some volatility in the stock market today, Joe. Yeah, actually, the stock market's been crazy the last several days, but I just, you know, the way it was going up, it had to settle at some point. I'm hoping it's not a plunge. So I pay practically no attention to the whole January 6th thing. Um, It's amazing to me how often uh, some news outlets lead with it when there are much bigger fish to fry and bigger stories going on. But a text came out yesterday that I found pretty interesting, and I just lost it. Gosh darn it, that's disappointing. Hold on one second, I'll have it for you. Um, My boss is an ass, LOL. I'll call you later. Was that the text? It was a text from Sean Hannity to Kaylee McEnany, who was the press spokesman at the time for Trump. And it was during, you know, while all the craziness was going on, or right thereafter, um, the days after. This is stuff that came out. I think this came from Ivanka Trump's uh, trove of uh, emails or whatever, but regardless where it came from. The committee has a text now from Sean Hannity to Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany proposing to warn Trump that he risked being removed via the 25th Amendment if he persisted in claiming the election was stolen. Hannity said that to Trump. Okay, so this is a media story more than a uh, January 6th uh, panel story. No, this it? is more of a palace intrigue gossip story. Okay, fair is enough. Is what I think this is. But so Hannity w- was warning Trump through his press secretary, he's risking being removed through the 25th Amendment if he doesn't knock off the stolen election stuff. She replied, love that. Thank you. That is the playbook. Wow. And everybody's wondering what that means. Does that mean she was having conversations with other people about actually enacting the 25th Amendment? Oh, 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 that is the playbook. I, I, um, interesting. There are a lot of ways to interpret that. Uh, I mean, I, I, How maybe do you I lack it? imagination. My first thought was she was saying we've got to stop him from listening to Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani in these crackpots. Um, but uh, mm, I'm I'm not saying I believe that now. That was just the first thing that popped into my head. Well, you know, it's it's one of the problems with text and tweets and that sort of stuff when you're doing the short communication with no tone. I have this problem all the time of uh, sending messages to people, and 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 then when things go sideways, realizing you could read that a completely different way than what I intended. Uh, I was not clear enough. So yeah, you could read this a number of different ways. I jumped to the conclusion of that is the playbook, meaning that's what we're working on behind the scenes. But clearly, you could be right that we're we're trying to talk him down as the playbook. Or she could have meant the playbook is people are going to come after him that way, so we get it. Yeah, we've got to watch out for that. 
I don't know. Hmm. I suppose yeah. they'll, they're going to ask these people under oath what they meant. Well, and keep in mind that with a very few exceptions, the January 6th committee exists entirely to embarrass Trump slash the Republican Party slash win uh, uh, the elections and or minimize the damage in the midterm. Absolutely. There were already multiple committees looking into the ugliness and, and the rest of it. This is a grandstanding political committee. It's absolutely true. The proof of that is the fact that they're not on board with the uh, idea of changing the way we count electoral votes and the role of the vice president and that sort of stuff. If you actually cared about what happened, you'd be going that direction. But, right. Um, so we talked about the uh, there are four NFL games this weekend. A lot of people think this is the best weekend. It's a great weekend. I love this weekend. You like championship year. weekend, but this is a good weekend. You got well, four no, games. That, and, this, this is a great weekend. Bengals at Titans. I don't know anything about that one, but Tennessee's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The Bengals have broken a, somebody fill in the blank, stretch of not making the playoffs. It's horrifically long. Oh, really? It's great for Cincinnati fans, yeah. Boomer Esiason, does he still play for them? He does. Yeah, he starts at quarterback, of course. Uh, The 49ers are at the Packers Lambeau Field in January. Oh, no. The Pack, five-and-a-half-point favorites. Burr. Los Angeles Rams at Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, Brady is favored by three, which is not a lot at home. No, it is not. I'm a little surprised by that. Well, the the, the guy that blocks for him, that keeps him from getting killed, uh, got hurt bad last game. Yeah, they and lost it, a couple of offensive linemen. They were already hurting, but so I don't. I hadn't checked if he's if he's back or not. But it was yeah. believed if he if he doesn't come back, that's huge, and maybe that re- is reflected in the line here. Well, and the uh, the Rams beat the bejesus out of the uh, the Cardinals of Phoenix as well. And what most people think is going to be the most exciting game, Bills and highest scoring Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by two and a half. So Those are four really, really good games. Yeah, and if they were all roughly as close as those lines, it'd be pretty fun. i got to reach out to some of my uh, football-watching buddies and whether they'll put up with me after our recent uh, brush with COVID around here. Judy's uh, two-day headache is much, much better today. She feels pretty damn good. So I'm thinking after... Four or five days of feeling kind of scratchy. She's she's back to her uh, her usual uh, and, and, fine fettle. And you had it too. I I refuse to believe it's any. It's even possible that you didn't. So it, you, it's, yeah, it's almost certainly true. Yeah. So you both have three doses and natural immunity going for you at this point. Yeah. So it would seem. So you could lick any doorknob in the world and be fine. Oh, and I plan to. Oh, I. But my only problem is, let's see. Today's Friday, so we're looking tomorrow. I mean, when do I count my days from, or whatever? Nobody knows, really. I don't, I don't know think. if I ever had it at all. Right. No. It's just it's all it's all phony at this point. Yeah. And I'm getting that sense. Right. I'm getting that sense from schools and workplaces and stuff like that. Kind of the rules have really shifted a lot in the last couple of weeks. Eh, you look okay to me. Go ahead and come on in. <laughs> you know, that's and a lot like when you go into a store, there's a sign with the mask. They're wearing it on their chin. You don't have one at all. You look at them. They look at you. You exchange a look. Do you care? I don't care. No, okay. Everybody goes about their business. I think the days of you got a sore throat, you should stay home, whether from school or work, are over. Now, come on in. We need you here. Yeah. Yeah. I was just reading how, you know, the great labor shortage, the great uh, res- resignation, and nobody's, everybody's hiring. Nobody the can find quit. workers. Exactly. Those who had any workers, they're all out with the Omicron now. 
So the economy's taking it into your tender parts again. I have been really good at not blaming anybody for poor service, but I'm getting pretty damn tired of it. Man, the service sucks at so many places. I mean, it's just awful. I'm, and, and it's nobody's fault, so I haven't taken it out on anybody. The, the, the waiters and waitresses that did show up, the clerks at the store that did show up, you know, they're doing their best. There's half of them, as many as they're supposed to be. The people answering the phone when you call the business and you can't freaking get a human being for like a day. Oh. Uh, but, man, it's, it's awful right now. What, how long will it take before that ever gets better? Well, Have you considered you, being good at your jobs? Well, it's, but to say that to the manager or something. Hey, you know, I got to tell you, the service here has been really substandard. He'd say, I know. It's like walking to a town decimated by a tornado and you tell him, your architecture around here is terrible. A lot of I mean, rubble. All I'm seeing is rubble. A lot of rubble in this town. Yeah, we know. We've been hit by a disaster not of our making. Thanks for reminding us. Hey, it took me a little longer to get a refill on my Sprite than I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're barely and, open, you asshat. And, and that's when he beat him down. With a spatula. Exactly. Which takes a while. <laughs> that was funny. Last night, I, I mentioned, so we're at a restaurant, and I get into the topic of whether or not Pluto's a planet with my, uh, with my 10-year-old Henry. So... Um, waitress comes over, brings us our food, uh, surprisingly fast. She sets it down, and I said, everybody okay? I said, yeah, we're just having a discussion of whether or not Pluto's a planet. She said, oh, good. And Henry started into a little uh, little rant about whether or not Pluto's a planet, and she was trying to be super polite and pay attention to the bright-eyed, charming little 10-year-old who's clearly interested in something scientific. But I could right. see on her face was, I got like 19 tables. I can't <laughs> listen to you. Talk about oh. talk about She's oh. smiling and kind of slowly steps backwards as he keeps talking. <laughs> Boy, oh very gosh. nice of her to, uh, to uh, patronize him that way. Oh, sweetheart, I hope you tipped her liberally. I did. I did. Uh, we're going to finish strong. That's what we do. That's next. Armstrong and Getty. This is Meatloaf, who died of COVID. What? Did he? Yeah. That's now known. Talk about that in a second. This song, if you don't know it, is the most brutal, we're breaking up song, I think, of all time. If you've ever been up in the middle of the night on either side of the conversation, of we're going, you know, one of you's trying to save it, one of you's trying to let you down easy, it's brutal. And this song... You can cry all night, that won't change the way I feel. Yeah, it's killing me. Yeah. I want you, I need you, but there ain't no way I'm ever going to love you. Two out of three ain't bad, which to which I would say F you if I were on the other side of that conversation. Oh, no, it always ends ugly. But then he gets later in the, like, it's a five-minute song. He gets later to talk about the, he was only one woman he'd ever really loved who did the same thing to him and said said that to him. Oh. Uh, but that's that. That's a tough one. Oh, that's reminds the worst. me of that story about the macaque monkeys. There's a lot of commonality there. Anyway, back. That's to the worst. Have you ever been in a college dorm or something, and it's two o'clock in the morning? Baby, we could talk all night, but it ain't getting us nowhere. We oh, yeah. going over the same thing for the fifth time. What can I change? There's oh. nothing you can change. Oh, brutal, brutal. brutal. And Meatloaf died. Uh, his own people are saying of COVID. Okay. So this is the scary thing about COVID. 
I'm not. I believe he was 75. He's right? old and he is fat, which is the worst thing to be. He trimmed down recently. And a male. No, no need to be cruel. And a male. So he's old, fat, and a male, which is the worst yeah. thing to be for COVID. He also, they're not saying whether or not he was vaxxed, but he was hardcore anti-vax and hardcore anti-lockdown. So I have a feeling this is going to become a political story. Somebody's going to nail down the fact that he was not vaxxed. He's a celebrity who died of COVID who wasn't vaxxed. So that this will be used by somebody to try to score political points over the weekend. Guaranteed. going to throw it in. Was he anti-vax or anti-vax mandate? Different things. Back to you. Absolutely true. You're absolutely right. Um, he did say at one time, if I die, I die. I'm not going to be controlled. Um, that would lead me to believe that he was and he didn't get vaccinated. I don't know. But I don't know either. I got vaccinated. I don't feel the least bit controlled. I made my own decision. Yeah. Um, I had another point on this. What was it? Let's hear from Meatloaf describing uh, his songs. I don't think my my records are about music. They're about lyrics. Uh, people always go, well, musically, don't you want to change? I'm going, well, I do. Because I really, it's like, it's a different play. Uh, talking about uh, how his songs are like plays, and if you've never listened to Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, you should. It's like 11 minutes long, so set aside some time. But it is a play. And it is amusing. In musical form. Um, here's some quotes from Meatloaf. Uh, I'm hugging people during the pandemic. I'm fine with that. Um, he noted a new report at the time saying that the masks we're all wearing are useless. I've known this for six months. They don't do anything. They don't stop you from getting COVID. He complained about a Nazi who shouted at him, get your mask on now while he was getting on a plane. So he was on that side of... Uh, a lot of this stuff. But like you said, being against mandates doesn't mean you are against getting the vaccine or whatever. I just, I'm just i just warning you, you're going to hear Meatloaf brought up over the weekend, the singer and actor around the whole COVID thing. If he had not only recorded the songs he recorded, which are fine, you know, some of them I enjoyed, some of them are too much, uh, and he had written and performed the entire catalog of the Beatles as his own music, and could pole vault 19 and a half feet. <laughs> that wouldn't give me any more interest in his opinion on political matters. Nope. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not brought up on one of the Sunday talk shows. You know? I'm rolling my eyes. That's all I can do. It's Love that. Good stuff. Fountains of Wayne doing a little clip for us. Fantastic. That's, I wish I had the name of the band in front of me. Uh, nice guys, though. That's cool. I really yeah. like that a lot. Here's your Thanks, host for fellas. Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Uh, let's begin in the control room with our technical director, Michael Angelo. Michael, final thought? I hate to say it, but talking about meatloaf has gotten me hungry for I meatloaf. I know. Isn't that weird? And mashed potatoes. The Isn't yolks, that good weird? Stuff. I can't cook meatloaf, but I was thinking, where do I get some good meatloaf tonight? Yeah, I know. I love meatloaf. <laughs> I've been thinking about it all show Does long. that mean we have a problem? No, it means it. Please. 
If the guy's name was Hot Dog, I'd be picturing one with, you know, a nice moist bun. And uh, Our behind-the-scenes producer, young Alex, has a final thought. Alex? Yeah, the band was called The Spacing Effect. Thank you, fellas. Yeah, well, uh, well done, guys. Yeah, very cool. Very good, yeah. Uh, again, I went five for six with my football picks last weekend on Friday, so here are mine for the upcoming weekend. Bills, Bengals, Niners, Rams. Bills, Bengals, Niners, Rams. Interesting. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought for us? If Anthony Weiner dies today, I'm going to have a really meat-heavy meal tonight. Um, <laughs> taking my go all keto. <laughs> <laughs> taking my son to an art museum this weekend, trying to kindle his love of art and give him something to focus his life on. Do you think it'll work? I don't know. We'll see. If you haven't, here's my final thought. If you haven't heard Spacing Effects version of Meatloaf's two out of three, eight, I'm sorry, I meant to go with I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. You haven't heard music, folks. As far as I know, they've never even. I will check that out. It. They friend of yours, Alex? I know you know a lot of bands and stuff. I uh, know. I saw them on Twitter, and they kind of sound like the music my band puts out. So oh, cool. I gave them a follow. They're pretty good. Awesome. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people have thanked so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something we ought to be talking about over the weekend, feel free to zap it along. Send the link mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You can get some cool new A&G swag at the website, of course, and our hot links. They're there, too, at armstrongandgetty.com. Certainly could be the weekend that Putin decides to invade. Whatever it is we'll be talking about, we'll be talking about it on a Monday. God bless America. It is time for us to do what we have been doing and that time is every day i think that you may be over egging the pudding a bit you're gonna enter a problem i expected more okay and when it's over it is over it is over me don't do it do you understand no! oh, this is gay. come on uh, you know thank you everybody they're fine uh okay on that high note thank you all very much bye have a great friday you mother uh armstrong and getty